Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 44. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) What episode is this? Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 44. This episode, we will be discussing James Gunn's new DCU slate. DC Cinematic Universe Mm -hmm. slate of TV shows and movies. Uh, This was announced a couple weeks ago. Um, He went down the line, so we're going to touch on each of the topics and... uh, throw out our opinion because that's what matters that's what matters uh but first don't forget to visit our website castwithnoname.com where you can throw in recommendations uh listen to all of our past episodes write to our email all that good stuff uh so let's hop into it yeah james gunn yeah uh james gunn and peter saffron i'm not familiar with peter saffron do you know anything about him i do not know all right well it doesn't matter okay but james <laughs> but james gunn to, to those listeners out there that uh, don't know who he is. I'm sure you do, but he did Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, yep. Sl- Slither. Slither. He did he wrote Super. Super. He wrote Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has a very particular style and does a lot of unique horror, dark comedy, right? Um, kind of just off the wall, yep, ish stuff. Yep. Or that's when he was an independent filmmaker. That's what he was typically known for. Correct. So him and Peter Safran were slated to be the new heads of DC Studios in the direction of where the media entertainment piece of of Warner Brothers slash Discovery is going. Okay. Because they've failed miserably with uh, the DC Extended Universe as it currently is. Um, Which is weird because, you know, Wonder Woman was a success, Batman v Superman, not really critically acclaimed, but made pretty good money. Mm -hmm. Man of Steel. I mean, they've all been successes box office wise they didn't lose money it's just they're not as huge as of a success as the marvel cinematic universe yeah. was they made money point. but they're not loved no and it's and it's a weird i think it's a weird box to be in because <clears throat> i don't see very many movie franchises surviving the only thing that really comes to mind is transformers to where I think you had some people that enjoyed the first one, but you had a lot of the diehard fans just not about it. But mm-hmm. it made a lot of money, so they made another one. And it keeps making money to where, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that really love the Transformers franchise, and they, and that's, that's their thing. But it's not part of the zeitgeist as far as the Transformers franchise kind of a thing. It's not like the Marvel Universe or Star Wars or Star Trek or mm-hmm. Harry Potter, those massive properties. It's just, this makes a shit ton of money for some reason. Yep. We keep making them. And I feel like uh, the DC movies kind of did that a little bit. Like Batman v Superman. They went to see him on the same screen. Not because, and it made money because people just wanted to see that. Not necessarily because the movie was that good kind of a thing absolutely yeah. man of steel made money because it was a new superman movie and it was the first kickoff of the nolan inspired uh dc darker universe mm-hmm. of movies that was going to compete with marvel um and then they had some hits some misses but it, it just wasn't consistent didn't feel like they had a clear vision as no. far as what they wanted to do except everyone's gritty everyone is depressed yes and that's partly why it wasn't as successful as Marvel because that definitely tailors towards more uh, younger audience families, 
all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a quirky it's a four quadrant fun. style movies to where yeah, uh, it checks all the boxes. It it appeals to a lot of different demographics and stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they decided that uh, they need to go another direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and James Gunn is and Peter Safran are going to head that. Yep. So. Um, so kind of it, it's it's an interesting timing because they have three new movies that were greenlit a couple years back that are now complete. They're going to be released this year. You have Shazam, The Flash, The Blue Beetle. Is that what it is? I think so. Blue Beetle. And then, uh, but I believe also Aquaman. Aquaman, the second one. That's right. I've never heard of The Blue Beetle. I have no idea what that super... Full disclosure, I'm not a giant comic book fan. I just know the the normal Superman, Batman, Mm Spider-Man, the big stuff. I, I know nothing about The Blue Beetle. I... Right, I was more of a Marvel. The comic books I did read, they were typically Spider-Man, X-Men. Right, I me mean, too. It, um, it wasn't. I wasn't a huge DC person. Uh, there are a couple graphic novels that I do enjoy from DC, but yeah, most huge. I'm a huge Batman fan, though. I love the animated series. That's what I watched when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. More, I'm probably the biggest. Um, my favorite superhero is probably Batman, if I had to pick, because I like the villains more than any other universe of, vil- of villains. But like Superman, no, not really. Aquaman, not all that much. Wonder Woman, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's interesting that uh, the testament to this IP, how successful it can be, where people will go see the movie just because it's Superman or Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and the movie doesn't even need to be that good. Yeah, and they'll go see it. That's why this is. That's why they keep diving into this. Mm-hmm. It makes business sense. Yeah. They're going to keep trying to do it because they know people. It, they, they, they'll come to see the characters. Right. And that's the point that people like Quentin Tarantino made recently to where he said movie stars are dead. Right. People are going to see the characters and then people will be like, oh, Chris Evans is a movie star. And I'm like, no, no one is going to see the new Chris Evans movie just because he happens to be in a new movie. Right. You might have five girls that have the hots for him that do that, but no, it's not as massive as like, oh, new Arnold Schwarzenegger movie came out, everyone goes sees it. Right. Every, it's it's about the character that the reason why people are watching these movies. Um, the only the only movie star I can think of right now that you would go see a movie because they're in it is probably Tom Cruise. Yeah. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. The, That's uh, it. And some people were like, well, Robert Downey Jr. Like, yeah, he's he yeah. probably could fit there. But how many people went and saw Dr. Doolittle? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or uh, what's that movie he did with Robert Duvall where he played a lawyer? The Judge. The Judge. <laughs> yeah. How many people went and saw that? Yeah, yeah. Great star power there. And nothing nothing against Robert Downey Jr., but everyone gets all butthurt because Quentin Tarantino says, yeah, there's no movie stars anymore. The way he, the, what he meant by that, he was not incorrect. It's no, he's not. They're going to see these characters. They don't give a shit who's playing him. Same thing with James Bond. Mm-hmm. So James Bond, you will have people go see. Oh, I'm going to go see the new James Bond movie. I'm going to go see the new Marvel movie. I'm going to go see the new Captain America movie. They're not saying Chris Evans movie. They're not saying Paul right, Rudd movie. Right. They're saying the character's name or the franchise movie. That's why they're going to see it. Not because of whatever star power may or may not be associated right, with right. it. Um, now, but that's not to say that certain actors have elevated that character. Great. But if you have, if they recasted Iron Man, I bet people would probably go see Iron Man one just to see how they would compare to Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But they're going to see it because of the character. Yep. Um, now 
with your example for James Bond there, I remember when Daniel Craig was cast, everyone was up in arms about having a blonde Bond. Yeah. No one knew who Daniel Craig was. Mm-hmm. But they shot their load, and Casino Royale turned out to be a really awesome fucking movie. One of the best Bond movies that right. they have made. Right. And so then subsequent movies with Daniel Craig, people went to go see it because, one, it was Bond, and two, Daniel Craig was still playing Bond. Yeah. It's but where if they, they would have... They wanted that Casino Royale yes. movie. Again, because Casino Royale was so good, yeah. and Daniel Craig was good in it, that's why the other right. ones were a success. Exactly. So... If Daniel Craig would have bombed and Casino Royale would have bombed, all they would have done is recast Bond. Yep. And they would and come out with a new one. With a new one. And guess what? People would have gone to go see that too. And what are they doing with the DC Universe? Same thing. Same fucking thing. <laughs> yes. That's the strategy here. And they want, it, they want it to be a universe because everyone's trying to replicate the success of the MCU phases one through three. Yeah. They, they want, That's what they want. They want consistent revenue for the next 10, 15, 20 yeah, years. And yes. they want to build up that audience and they want to build up that brand. And that's what they're trying, been, have been trying to do as well. Right. Will they be successful? Yeah. I don't know. I Experiencing phase four and seeing the films that have come out, come out lately in the MCU, they're struggling mightily to to have these characters be compelling, the stories sync up, and they're not being successful at it. It's it's yeah. very, very... They're, they're terrible movies at this point. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm starting to think that they hit lightning in a bottle with... Because, I like you said, Iron Man was kind of a BC character, but Robbie Downey Jr. elevated it, mm-hmm. and uh, Thor, Captain America, they, did, they hit it out the park with casting, had some good directors to start off with. And a compelling storyline and villain to tie yeah. everything together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think they hit a home run there. Yeah, they had, they definitely had a strong foundation and a strong start. And that, I think, is what was able to continue the success of these movies. And they, I don't think it's lightning in a bottle. I think it's just people looked back on 10 years of watching movies. It's a long it was a long story. It was very well done. Mm. I think that could happen again with another franchise, whether it be DC. I think they could sure. do that again with Harry Potter. Um, <clears throat> they could do it with Star Trek. I mean, there's a lot of properties out there that they could have longer form storytelling like that um, and be successful. The problem is, is once uh, you blow your load with Endgame and yeah. you complete a story, the difficult thing is finding a story because you're not only... because that's why sequels are tough. Sequels, when you do a movie sequel, you um, you have to do it, one, a lot of people think you have to do it bigger than the first one because there has to be more stakes. There has to be more something. But when you boil down a story, the story should be, a good story will be the main character's most important event in his life. So if you, any kind of story, it should be the main character, this is the most important story of his life. You do a sequel, guess what? That sequel now has to be the most important story of his life. And so on and so on. I mean, one, that's how you create the arc. That's how you kind of keep that character compelling. Now, look, expanding that as a whole with the Marvel Universe, the Endgame saga was the most important story of all those characters' lives. For a second phase or whatever, fourth fourth phase through phase six or whatever they're doing for another saga like that it needs to be bigger than infinity war Mm -hmm. and they did such a good job with that to where what is more dire as far as wiping out half of existence 
wiping out existence itself. I mean, I guess, I, <laughs> I guess, guess that's so. whatever they're going to, I mean, yeah. it has to top that mm-hmm. because anything less than that <clears throat> is just going to be, eh, I guess it's not that serious. It's not as bad as what it was five years ago. Right guys. When, when everyone was snapped out of existence, yeah, we overcame that. I mean, this is a, this is a smaller, this thing. is nothing. So that I think one, you don't have the stakes Two, yeah. um, it doesn't feel like they're moving towards a story at all. It just feels like a bunch of, oh, we got to introduce all these characters so that way they can mean something later instead yeah, of introducing yeah. them organically and threading them in there during an overarching story or saga. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I agree. They're just introducing characters because they know that they're going to play a role down the line, and they haven't figured that out yet either. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Yep. I just watched Black Panther Wakanda for forever. Yes. Oh, my God. Great. Way too long. Okay. <laughs> oh my God! I Two still, hours and forty-five minutes. Jesus. I was. It was so slow. So <laughs> slow. And I didn't understand the story. I didn't get the stakes. I didn't understand why. Uh. Namor. 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 I didn't understand his motivation. It made zero sense. None. Mm-hmm. And. Chadwick Boseman was, over over. Like the mood of the whole movie was just dour. Mm-hmm. It just dragged the. I mean, the the initial ten minute tribute was awesome, but then it just kept going with like, everyone's sad and dour. The whole movie. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't fun. It wasn't a pleasant viewing experience. Did at the end, at the least, did they have like a, uh, when they show that who's the new Black Panther? Uh, His sister. Yeah. Okay. So when she. Was she Black Panther throughout the whole movie, or was it no, kind of like a, everything's dour, and then here's a ray of hope at the end, kind of a thing at least, or was it still just dour? It was still dour. Oh. It was still dour because I could see the dour thing working. If like everyone's depressed, and then like the last ten minutes or the last twenty minutes, then you have this ray of hope of a new Black Panther kind of a thing. Um, but I, I haven't that, seen it yet. I haven't even seen the first. And one, it didn't so. make sense that the, that a new Black Panther would be the ray of hope. Because they introduced these new suits that they created for the Warriors that were like Black Panther suits. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why do you need a Black Panther if you have these new this new technology? Yeah. With these new, so you don't need a Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. These Warriors are Unless it's kind of like capable. a Batman-esque just symbol I don't know. to rally right, behind or you something. Might be sure. I don't know. Sure. Uh, I'm assuming. I'm making a lot of assumptions. I know. <laughs> it was awful. So, um, But anyway, it, it's... And that's an example of, of where these movies are going in the Marvel piece of it. I mean, so DC has a has an opportunity to kind of wedge themselves in here to, to differentiate yeah. their product from Marvel's. Differentiate and set up something to where, since Marvel's falling behind, DC can now yes. take their time. Mm-hmm. They don't, hopefully, they don't, they don't have to feel like they have to play catch-up um, with yep. some of this stuff because of the quality of Marvel going down, um, which I, I don't think is... A sh- something that could be debated about any i mean no, i don't think no, it's a debate yeah, yeah it's pretty bad yeah um it's the content is is pretty bad yeah and uh so i think dc has a great opportunity to form their own path and create their own kind of yeah thing i mean honestly the only thing that i've enjoyed from marvel over the past two years has been wandavision the first like four or five episodes mm-hmm. because it was just kind of a cool concept yeah. that i'd never seen before other than that it's been just terrible mm-hmm terrible storytelling um but with that being said so can they do it can dc step in here and create a slate of extended universe movies that are just gonna break barriers and 
rekindle that that opportunity of of, of uh, comic book storytelling that we're all going to fall in love with. You be the judge. Me and Jay are going to walk through the slate that one James Gunn announced. Yep. Which, and see what we think. Yep. Uh, they're, I guess they're breaking it up into chapters. So James Gunn explained that the first chapter is gods and monsters. Mm-hmm. What that means, I don't know yet. But first, let's here's a clip of James Gunn introducing this. I just wanted Jay's thoughts on this little this little nugget that he says here. Hey everybody, I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time, and it's one of you know. All right, stop there. All right, so you're you're the, you're the new head of DC Studios, and the, f- the the first sentence that comes out of your mouth is, as you all know, DC DC Studios has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. Now, if I was, I don't know who was the head before this. Pick a name. I have no idea. Like Jay. Yeah. Jay, you were the head, and you yep. hear James Gunn say that. Your immediate thoughts are like, "Fuck you, buddy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we we talked about this a little bit. It's not a compliment sandwich. And yes, yeah, um, yeah. I I like that he said that. It's so, kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not it, he's true. It's true. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, his job is to get people excited, right. and I think one of those things to where you could you could do the polite. Hey, we. We've given it a shot, but we're really going to kind of narrow down. We're going to take our successes from the from the past ten years and apply them into a new. He could do the political he BS sure, sure. thing, but everyone knows they suck, and I think it's important, especially from someone coming that's the new head of that, saying, "Guys, look, we we know this sucked in the past. We we know we're not going to uh, throw any kind of guesses or kind of uh, niceties." We're, we're, we're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to pussyfoot around. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to beat around the bush. It obviously sucked. Yeah. So, and I think that does, I mean, because you need to be clear about mm-hmm. your shortcomings. And if you say, well, we, we had some, we, we had some successes, which sure you did. People liked Wonder Woman, the first one. Mm-hmm. People liked Aquaman, uh, seems to, I, I haven't seen it, but, um, <laughs> and I haven't seen it. Some people liked Man of Steel, um, and stuff like that, but it's been, yeah, you're not going to put your foot around. Mm-hmm. Just say say what the actual reality is and move on. And I feel like that's a good way to get everybody on your side. Yeah, are you going to piss off one or two people? Sure, but mm-hmm. that's their problem. Not, I mean, obviously they didn't do well because right. they're not there anymore. Yep. So why do you have to placate to somebody else's feelings that has no effect whatsoever on anything else granted yeah maybe he'll hold a grudge but no one knows who the fuck who who is right. jeff johns was in charge of it beforehand. I think so, yeah, yeah. and then i think kevin smith was like the the pr he's been doing great spokesperson yeah <laughs> who gives a fuck like obviously you guys sucked it didn't yeah. work it wasn't your strength go back I, to comic I, books do whatever i agree with you yeah, yeah. you're only gonna offend a, a, a slight <clears throat> minority of people yeah so yeah i agree here we go jobs mine and peter's is to come in and make sure the dcu is connected in film television gaming and animation that the characters are consistent played by the same actors and it works within one story all right now if i'm james and i'm like wow okay so i have to connect uh movies tv animation video games with the same actors now how are they going to do that that with, seems like a tall task. Very large contracts. <laughs> so, oh um, man, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Just simply because when they started doing the Marvel stuff, 
and even Harry Potter's. Um, I remember when Harry Potter came out, they were like, oh, we have all the kids for right. all the movies. And there was some, like after the third movie, I think Emma Watson was debating about not doing it anymore. So I think mm-hmm. they may have had breaks in their contract. But there was a lot of times to where sequels a lot did not have the initial actor that was in it because the contracts didn't cover that. Once they started making Harry Potter and these Marvel movies, longer form storytelling, Star Wars, they would lock in these actors for three movies or more. So I think you could do that across video games and everything else to where, I mean, I think Chris Evans was contracted for like nine or 10 things. Um, when he was signed up, same thing with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, I think, finally wrapped up his first initial contract with maybe Thor Love and Thunder mm-hmm. um, because they had to be in set number of movies or whatever. Um, so they have those longer form contracts. I do think, though, for a consistent story, and I think that this is probably the way they'd go about it, it's going to be a little tough to get everyone to interact with all that media and then to be able to stay on top of things. So what I think they'll probably end up doing is the connection for it will probably be fairly loose in some of the gotcha. areas because you're not going to get everyone who watched the movie to play the video game exactly. and watch the animated series. Yep. Now, what will happen is maybe someone will show up in a movie or a TV show that was maybe in a video game or animated series. They have a little small throwaway line to where if you played those properties or watch those properties, then, ah, oh, that's just a little Easter egg for you. Yeah, yeah. But it's not going to be detrimental to the fact that if you're just coming in cold, you want to understand. Gotcha. Kind of a thing. I agree with you. And they kind of yeah. did that with Marvel uh, in Winter, uh, Winter Soldier. They had some characters coming in from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that was on a couple episodes. And if you saw the episodes, great. But if you didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It you didn't, didn't even affect the first story. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, the only thing around that would be just... Th- I'm sure the incentives will, will be great for actors that need to sign up for doing four different pieces of, of content creation. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I can already see like, oh, I don't want to sign those contracts. My, my artistic freedom and my artistic expression isn't going to be able to... I can't be loose on the world with these these ten year contracts, but then I would say, yeah, but you got work for ten years, and they're going to pay you a shit ton of money. So yeah, yeah. be free after ten years. You have a job for ten years. There you go. And a lot yeah. of this voiceover stuff, I mean, it's yeah. it's quick. I mean, you'll be voicing animated stuff probably take you a week. Yeah. If all the scripts are written out, and then same thing with video games, and then the shit doesn't come out for another two years or however long it takes to develop yep. the rest of the property. Have you seen that uh, clip on with Chris Rock and the Oscars? Not the slap. Uh, mm-hmm. This was like years back, where he talks about being uh, the zebra on Madagascar. Oh, he's like, oh, everyone says voiceover work is so hard. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I say a lie in five different ways, and then they give me a million dollars. Yep. Yeah. So I, yeah, you're probably right. All right, here we go. Last clip. If something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds, outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. All right, and that's the last thing I want to uh, comment on. I, I actually like that strategy. I think that's a good idea. Having You have this IP, tell different stories with the same IP, and just label it something different. I think that's a good thing to do. Yep. I agree. Something different. And I think back in our first podcast, I think we probably touched on this to where... For the Batman, right? For the Batman, uh, as far as having these standalone stories. Have mm-hmm. them be... Because the next Batman could just be a, another standalone detective story. Right. And it could just be... That could just be in a, a movie anthology series, like a David Fincher uh, yes. style detective 
uh, noir story. Uh, you can still have your Todd Phillips Joker stuff. I think it's great because they're they're taking things they know that is success and they're not throwing it out. They're not doing the yes. throw out the baby with the bathwater. They're not right. starting from scratch. They're going to keep what's good and toss out what's not. I agree. So I mean that strategy so far, I, I'm liking it. I'm um, I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and Jay right now are going to go through the lineup here and see what we think our initial thoughts. Uh, how interested are we in it? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So the first uh, piece he has here is something called Creature Commandos, which is a seven-episode animated series written by James that is already in production. Mm-hmm. Originally, a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. This is a modern take on the concept. What that means, I don't know yet. The voice actors have yet to be cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and also portray the live-action versions with the with, when the anti-heroes show up in movies and series. Okay. Um, and some of the people on here, uh, Frankenstein, which should be Frankenstein's monster. Sure. I, I'm one of those people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Bride Dark. of Frankenstein. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you? I mean, are you? I'm not a big animated fan. I probably won't watch this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have a feeling this is going to be a kids targeted property. Okay, um, all right. We, and I doubt they're doing a bloody cartoon unless they're doing something like Invincible. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. But um, I have a feeling okay. this will probably be for aimed at younger audiences. Okay, like 13 year olds, like a something right, L- right. like a Teen Titans Go or something okay. like whoever's kind of watching that kind of okay. thing. Okay. All right. Um. Because that's probably what the the universe is going to be, right? Like PG thirteen area. Not uh, do you think they're going to have like a standalone rated R? Not standalone, uh, just a rated R version of whatever character, and incorporate that into the extended universe. Maybe just because some of these shows, the way they described them, uh, and like I mean, for, we'll touch on it later. But um, lanterns, de- they, they said it was going to be similar. Like it's going to take place on Earth. And it's going to be similar to True, True Detective. Detective. Yeah. And I'm like, that feels like a James Gunn property. Yeah. Kind of like a detective mystery with possibly some supernatural gore or something that they're going this to have to This is where he has solve. to be careful. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't just dip your toe in the water. Because, like, I if you have kids that are going to go, go, going to go see this, like, to eight, nine-year-olds, mm-hmm. and they want to see, like, The Lantern Show yeah. or The Peacemaker Show. Because it's part of the extended universe, parents are like, "No, you can't watch. You're, mm-hmm. not, you're not watching that." Yeah, so I don't know if it'll go full True Detective, but I think that he'll definitely have some darker toned stories. Yeah, um, and maybe he'll just kind of cut out the gore, or the violence, right, and some of the things. I mean, me personally, I'm all for it. Go, mm-hmm. go balls deep in the uh, over sixteen stuff. I'm good for it. They need to sell toys, though. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Creature Commandos. Um, I think it'll, that'll be a younger audience thing, which yeah. I think it'll be decent. Um, I'd never heard of him, but I never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before James Gunn point, got his point. hands on there. So he's good with ensembles. He's mm-hmm. good with uh, um, some of the weird characters. Quirky characters, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, next one, Waller. Yes. Spinoff of Gunn's own HBO hit series, Peacemaker. And she's in the Suicide, Suicide Squad movies, both of them. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis will return as the ruthless and morally ambiguous head of a government task force. It is being written by Crystal Henry, Watchmen fame, and Jeremy Carver, the creator of the Doom Patrol TV series. Mm. Um, eh, I mean, her character's okay. I mean, uh, 
I I didn't go see the Suicide Squad for Viola Davis or anything. I mean, she's pretty good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the series is going to be about. Is it just going to be about uh, Amanda Waller and her life, or is it about Amanda Waller and the uh, the tasks that she gives hands out to? I don't know, if it's Suicide Squad or the Creature Commandos or yeah. So I insert think- insert superhero that she's going to be working with i think that'll be kind of used to kind of introduce some of the other side characters maybe yeah uh, could just be. from time to time just because she works in that realm as like far as a government agency that she can kind of have her hand in a lot of different things or be exposed to a lot of different situations um so i mean they could kind of expand the characters or introduce characters in that way um i think it'll be fine i feel like this is uh, I'm getting Judy Dench vibes from when they carried oh, her over from M yeah. for James Bond into the Daniel Craig mm-hmm. era to where I feel like they realize, OK, she works and we can. Yeah, 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 she she hasn't been associated with that universe enough to where if we keep her, it's going to break break the bank kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. She uh, it's reminded me of the character that Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays in the Marvel the MCU universe now where she's mm-hmm. like the head of a CIA spec op group she has her hands behind the scenes and nefarious plots yeah. throughout um so i don't know if they're trying to differentiate uh viola davis's waller from the julie louis dreyfus uh analogy in mm-hmm. the same other universe I, Which so i want they're I, gonna have because they have so many similar yeah. characters between the two universes that yeah i mean i'm sure waller probably existed beforehand but like, yeah even in like you have rick flag and nick fury pretty much the same same guy yeah yeah. and yeah um yeah but um but i mean viola davis is a great actor so i mean Mm -hmm. i'm sure it'll be pretty good um i wasn't the biggest fan of the new Watchmen series uh because i love the movie so much uh and i never seen the doom patrol so i don't know i I don't know what the the writers are like but we'll see yeah but james gunn's not writing it so i'm sure he'll direct a couple episodes here there next one the big one Superman Legacy, the new Superman movie that's coming out. The movie featuring the Man of Steel that Gunn is writing and may direct, although no commitments on that end have been made, while the two previous titles are meant to be uh, aper- aper- aperitifs? In Saffron's words. I don't, even know what that, I don't even know what the fuck that word means. That's why he's the head. I don't even know what He you, knows what uh, words mean. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. Still... Superman is the true kickoff of the duo's DCU plans. It's not an origin story, Saffron said. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. It is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. A release date of July 11th, 2025 has been penciled in. Now, Jay, are you excited for this? A little bit. I am too. (laughs) Um, So, this is... They've stated that this is... Uh, inspired by the graphic novel All Star Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Did you ever read that? You have it though. I know I have it. I, I gave it to it. you for a read, <laughs> I did, and I, did, I don't think you read it. I read this it. is my favorite Superman story. I haven't read a lot of Superman stories, mm-hmm. but this is one of my favorites. And spoiler alert for All Star Superman. Jump ahead, fifteen minutes. Sure. I don't know, but I'm I'm getting into All Star Superman, which you figure out in the first couple of pages of the book superman is dying Mm. he rescues he rescues some astronauts that were floating towards the sun he flies through the sun rescues the astronauts he ends up getting cancer and Mm. um 
so he's dying. He knows he's dying, and the whole story is him just wrapping up his loose ends, mm-hmm. trying to uh, set everything in his life on an even keel path, making sure everyone's taken care of before he passes. Um, great story, and it, it kind of falls in like Superman legacy. Like, is he solidifying his legacy right, is right, he right. dying mm. kind of a thing and if this kicks it off to where that would be an interesting dc universe would be to have a world without superman ah uh. but people knows knew that he existed kind of a thing gotcha yeah. um so if which i they did an animated movie of this story of all-star superman i never watched it just because i like the graphic novel so much um but i heard the animated movie was pretty good um but this was the if they made a Superman, I, I was wanting a live action version of All Star Superman because right. it's one of those stories. There's a lot of there's some tiny elements in there that you're just like, wait, where did this come from? If you're not a diehard Superman fan, but it explains it enough in the story to right keep the viewer and great story. I'm looking forward to it. I think. If James Gunn directed it, I think he has a lighthearted enough tone to where he could do a good job. But it does need to be. It, it is a very hopeful story. All Star Superman is right, even though it's dealing with like the death of Superman. Um, the way it's handled is just offers a lot of hope uh, for humanity, for people in general, and I think they need that movie for Superman. Considering Henry Cavill, I think could have been a great Superman. It's just Zack Snyder hates people. <laughs> He's not a fan of humans or humanity, I feel like. And yeah. um, and I and I say that tongue in cheek, uh, but his media comes up. He doesn't paint humans in the best of light yeah, in yeah. his properties. Um, and maybe that's it's probably just because he's attracted to those kinds of stories. But I think Superman is a very hopeful yes. character. And people, I think, have been trying to crack his character. Like, oh, he can't be interesting because... I was like, no. I was like, people who say he can't be interesting in the modern world, I was like, needs to read All-Star Superman. Right. It's a... Uh, it's a very wholesome story, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah. The only downside is if they do kill him off in this movie, and they leave you wanting more, it, then you won't be getting more. Like, I want, I want it to yeah, be successful. Yeah. I want that story, but at the same time, if it's great, I want that those kinds of stories to carry on kind of a thing. Yeah, and the way they described it, he has kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. That's a new... That's something that we're lacking now. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of that. So that's it differentiates itself on its face with that yeah. description right there. So I agree with you. I think if it's a perfect movie, a perfect property to kick off the, the universe, and if they hit it out of the park... I mean, good, mm-hmm. good on them. Yeah, and and I think that's that's something they could even do a franchise of Superman movies to where it's just standalone stories that just kind of help inspire people, make people yes. feel good about what we've done or where we're going, right. stuff like that, and that mm. kinda, like show the possibility. God, it's so I know it could be right so there. good. It, could, it be could be so good. Yeah, and uh, well, I agree with you. I'm looking for that one too. So that's check mark. Looking forward to it. Next one, Lanterns. Yes. Greg Berlanti's long-in-the-works Green Lanterns TV series has been scrapped, and Gunn and Saffron have parted ways with a longtime Deucey series steward. In its place will be a new take on the space cops with power rings. I didn't know that lanterns were space cops, but there you go. Yeah. Our vision for this is a very much in the vein of True Detective, Saffron described. It's terrestrial-based. It will feature prominent lantern heroes Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Not the comedian. Correct. The lantern. Yes. Oh, man. And is one of the most important shows that they have in development. 
This plays a really big role in leading into the main story we are telling across film and TV. Okay. And that's it. Mm-hmm. A detective story with Green Lanterns. You, you sold me. And yeah. I, and I think it'd be great, uh, even though Superman's kicking this off, I don't know when this is expected to be released, but I could see the show kind of unleashing the big bad that's going to be mm. spanning. They, they probably uncover that's a probably mystery what they mean. that's part of the overall theme right. scene. And there, it's those two that discover it, and then after that point, it's those two trying to yeah. work He's with starting others. to sell me, Jay. Yeah. They, starting to sell they, me a little bit here. Having Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart together, I think yeah. I'm not a huge Green Lantern person, um, from my understanding, and I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, berate me in the comics for being a noob, uh, but Hal Jordan was the first Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. After he retired or whatever, he handed it off to, I think, John Stewart, or maybe John Stewart was the Green Lantern that was rebooted or something. But with them together, I'm not sure if they existed together before in the comics. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some crossover at some point. But I'm getting, um, yeah, true detective, but I'm buddy cop yeah, vibes. Okay. Like the nice bit. guys, I, I think. Yeah, I think it could be a little of that. Maybe not as goofy because <laughs> lethal, I, I, lethal weapon. If it's true, uh, true detective, I feel like it's gonna be a little bit more serious. Yeah, but I could see them being friends or like just have that buddy relationship kind of a thing. A mutual respect for one another. Yeah, um, I mean because even uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey in True Detective, it's not a buddy cop movie, but they respected each other yeah, yeah. and um by the way that season one is some of the best tv it's ever fantastic made. it's so good man um but yeah i, I like that i i like the idea of it i um, do too i'm not a huge green lantern person but that when they said true detective and on hbo and i'm like okay okay you got me yep. yeah I'm, I'm there well you know uh, ryan reynolds didn't do us any favors with with that movie that awful awful green lantern mm-hmm. movie all right next up the authority uh, and this is where, kind of, I never, you know, when he starts to get into these like James Gunning, like, oh, have you never, have you never read The Authority? Like, no, James, there's a reason for that. <laughs> anyway, it's a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 1990s under an in- influential imprint known as Wildstorm, run by artist and now head of DC Publishing Jim Lee. Quote: One of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains," said Gunn. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guy. Giant things from the sky come and good guy wins. There are white hats, black hats, gray hats, added Saffron. They are kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. They know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. Okay, I don't... Um, I, all right. Like you mentioned before, he did do Guardians of the Galaxy, which no one ever heard of. So he can bring C-list, D-list characters to light and make it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. That description doesn't make that much sense. I like when you say something is it's not a good guy versus bad guy. They're kind of like in the they're in the gray zone. Oh yeah, they're so different. It's like mm-hmm. okay, well, at some point you you're you're either good or bad. Mm-hmm. So describe that's just a different way of describing. It's not like clear that they're good or it's not clear that they're bad you can like interpret it but that's been done multiple times before so at the end of the day it's like are the characters interesting are you going to write a good story Mm -hmm. is it going to be good what do you think um i know nothing about the authority i don't either i I haven't heard it uh first time i heard it was when they released a slate going on past experience i enjoyed I, I did not watch the first Suicide Squad. 
I watched the second Suicide Squad. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I knew I would not enjoy the first Suicide Squad. It's not but, very good. So I didn't watch it. There you because go. Because I heard it's not very good. <laughs> it's not very good. So when, when everyone you says something is not good, you it's probably loved, not good. <laughs> you would have loved Jared Leto as the Joker. You could. I, I think if you watched it, you'd be like, this is the worst I, I, this is the worst. No, it's all right, because he is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. And and obviously, I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, so, with his ability, like you said, of taking D-list characters and making them enjoyable, mm-hmm. I think that works. Um, and white hat, black hat, gray hat, I, I don't think it's going to be as murky as, like... I think it's just going to be as simple as, like, Yondu was a gray hat. There you go. To where... Oh, he did some bad things, but he's pretty much a good guy. He's a, he's a soft, yeah, heart. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and even the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're they're mercenaries. Mm-hmm. They're so being a mercenary just means you're a gray hat. Obviously, they're good because they're going to do, like, why why are they doing good things? Is it for their own benefit or is it for the benefit of humanity? Yeah, like true good is benefit of humanity or for just because moral standing. Yep. Uh, doing something that happens to align with your values. Or your benefit, and it happens to be good, then it's like eh, self-serving good, and so you have different. Obviously, they're going to be good. I don't know. They can't be too gray because people need to be able to root for them to want to be better. Um, so I don't think it's going to be as up in the air as what it maybe describes, but I think it's just showing that oh, these people aren't going to be the Justice League or Superman. It's going to be similar maybe to guardians of the galaxy i mean this is a passion project that said for james gunn i think he has a very clear this will be the movie i think he directs okay um if he's not directing superman it's this one i guarantee he's probably going to write and direct because if this is a passion project of his he's not going to want to hand that off to somebody else he probably has a very clear vision as how he wants to go about things um because it does remind me of the suicide squad or uh marvel's coming out with thunderbolts Mm -hmm. which is their version of suicide squad so a group of superheroes that works outside of normal channels. Yeah. For, that d- does things for good or bad, depending mm-hmm. on how you want to interpret it. Yep. Uh, anyway. And I, eh, it'll be where it is. If, yeah. If it's, like I said, if it's something that he's been passionate about for a long time, <clears throat> then I'd be willing to bet he has a very clear yeah. way of how he wants to go about this. And I think it'll be a success because if he's thought about it for that long, he's probably already worked out all the inconsistencies mm-hmm. or things that may have not worked, and especially with his experience on uh, Suicide Squad and Guardians. Right. Well, and if it builds off of the stuff in Superman Legacy or Lanterns, then there you go. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be good. All right. Uh, next, Paradise Lost. The duo described this HBO Max series as a Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace. Themyscira? Themyscira? The mascara, the mascara. Yeah, filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players. It takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. So, I. Uh, uh, so the. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can sound sexist again. Yes, please. <laughs> this is a very. This is going to be a very difficult thing to crack. Not that it can't be done, but I can see if this <clears throat> is because Paradise Island is populated by. The Amazons. Amazonians. Amazonian women. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a Game of Thrones style, political intrigue style show, which it'll just be a bunch of Cersei Lannisters talking. And I was like, 
it's going to be tough, I think, just because it could just feel like a room with a bunch of bitches bitching <laughs> about shit. And, and it sounds so bad. And But yeah. I, I do think it, that is a risk, especially with the... Demo, not to say that people who like comic books are neckbeards or whatever, but it's... I mean, it's bad enough when... It's it's going to have to be very good. I feel like yeah, it will be. Or it'll it's this could this because my, my my concern for this show is that it could easily become a magnet for misogynists to say, oh, girls, Game of Thrones shows dumb and everything else, and then they the studio says, oh well, we're getting bombarded with trolls and everything else, and to where it's if it's bad, it's going to turn into. I, this is my prediction if it is not good it's going to turn into oh it's an all-woman female show and they're just saying it's bad bad because that's why it's bad and like no it's just not very good but that's how people i think will interpret it to where if it's not good people will use the scapegoat as saying well you're just saying it's not good because it's a bunch of women with political intrigue and they're all powerful and blah 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 and you just can't handle it instead of it just being a mediocre show so you're thinking it's gonna be a fan baiting situation like like uh, house of the dragon People thought, oh, you're you're not gonna like it because uh, you're racist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's it's a good show. And yeah, it went away. Yeah, and, and, then it, you and have, it could be good, but right, right. It's um, it's tough to versus Rings of Power, where everyone's like, oh, you don't like it because it's diverse. Yeah, and no, you're just a racist. Yeah. Like, no, 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 the show's it's, not it's good. It's just not good. <laughs> it's not and, good. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that'll be a property to where you're gonna get some yeah. social media, uh, caught in a social media feedback yeah, loop on it. I agree. Um. But again, it's it's. I hope they get writers that know how to write write for women, mm-hmm. um, because there are some. You have some people that can write for women, and some people that can't. James Cameron gonna write this? <laughs> he probably could. He could be a yeah story to uh, supervisor a consultant. Yeah, but I mean, you have things to where. It's it's tough because the whole Anna Gunn situation with Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. where she received hate mail and everything else because of her character. Her character was not wrong, but it came off as irritating and mm-hmm. annoying because you were invested into Walter White and Jesse, and she was kind of going against them at times, yeah. which made you dislike her. They need to have some very clear heroes, people to root for in this, and... Um, I think it could be good, but I think it it could be a lightning bolt for. You're yeah, you're you're walking a very fine line here. Yeah, yeah, and which I wish it wasn't the case, but it's it's the world we live in. It's the world we live in, man. Um, so I agree, but I think Game of Thrones style political intrigue show. I th- I think I'll give it a shot. I think that could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. All righty then. Next one: The Brave and the Bold. This is the introduction of the DCU Batman. I have so, this as Batman and Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> it's all right. That that'd be a great title, Batman and the Kids. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, it's a Bruce Wayne, and also introduces our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who I've never heard of, who is a little son of a bitch. The movie will take inspiration from the now classic. How about that? The now classic. Even though I've, how is it now classic if most people haven't heard of it? But anyway. Batman run written by Grant Morrison that introduced Batman to be a son he never knew existed, a murderous tween raised by assassins. It's a very strange father and son story. And importantly, it'll feature a Batman not played by Robert Pattinson. All right. 
So it's a separate yep. Batman story within the DCU that is separated from the Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson stuff. And Grant Morrison, who wrote the like. story, okay, wrote All Star Superman. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I don't know anything about this. Okay. I don't know about the storyline. I, I don't know about it. I've I've heard of Damian Wayne. Um, it's a little on the nose there, Damian. <laughs> The six 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 Omen kid, <laughs> come on, guys. We need a bad kid. Uh, Let's Damian. name him Damian. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it's it's Batman's son, Lucifer Wayne. <laughs> yeah. It'll be. I I don't know. I th- I think it'd be interesting. It depends. I I haven't read the story mm-hmm. that is based off of. Um, off the top of my head, I think it could be some interesting dynamic as far as uh, Bruce trying to struggle with fatherhood mm-hmm. being a father i don't feel i feel like we haven't gotten much of that especially with any kind of in, uh, incarnations of robin that we've had uh with joseph gordon lovett or uh chris o'donnell mm-hmm. um and i mean you had a couple scenes in batman forever that was like you deliberately disobeyed me and blah 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 like you have the father chastising kind of thing but i don't think you really explored that possibility of him being a father um and i think that uh, that that could be good. Um, I don't know if Damien dies or if he lives or right, right. what, but I feel like exploring that could be similar to losing his parents. He's already had that kind of loss, but it'd be more of a loss of a child. And yeah. Just a way to shit on his character more. So I don't know. I haven't read it. I don't know anything about it, but it's Batman. I'll watch it. I'll it, watch it too. It's because it's Batman. It's Batman, it, baby. Don't know who's playing him. Doesn't matter. It's Batman. <laughs> it's a different Batman story too. So yeah. I'm any, anything that's different, uh, and where like the villain isn't the main antagonist. It seems like his son is the main antagonist mm-hmm. that he's going to grapple with. So that's interesting to me. And maybe it's it's a, it's a nice dichotomy from Superman Legacy that they're going to kick off. So yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to it. That'd be mm-hmm. kind of different, cool. I'm glad they're calling it the Brave and the Bold and not Batman and the Kids. kids. <laughs> Batman and Kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, 3.30 is after school. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Batman sequel. It's just a sequel to Robert Pattinson's Batman. It's standalone. Mm-hmm. I think he said uh, 2025 is going to be a very big year for DC. Superman and Batman within the same year. There you go. I like it. Nice. Booster Gold. Yes. An HBO Max series based on a unique lesser known hero uh, created in 1986. Saffron said the series is about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. Gum described it as imposter syndrome as superhero. I mean, okay. I like it. Sure. I, I think it's a great way to... Um, I think it's something that you could explore. It feels like an underdog story. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm i looking forward to it. I think there, that's a good story we haven't had yet, to mm. where imagine this person just being awesome. Everyone views him as being awesome, but internally, he's struggling with the fact that he knows he sucks. Right. And how would that play as far as being a hero? Even if you have this technology, like the, the, the kind of character you could explore with that, I think is would be fantastic. You could bring in a lot. I mean, imposter syndrome is usually talked about as far as like in the corporate world or in mm. the working world to where someone gets promoted and they're like, oh, I don't know if I can. 
I can do this, but then they have to show that they have to act like they know what they're doing. But yes. a lot of people internally are kind of thinking, fake it till you make it, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fake it till you make it. Or, Oh, I hope no one finds me out and yeah, kind of yeah. thing to where I think a lot of people would be able to relate to that. And I think this has a lot of potential for, and maybe I'm projecting, but <laughs> I think a lot, I think it has a lot of potential for a, a mass audience to fall in love with this character just mm. because something vulnerable like that for a character is easy to relate to for, I feel like a lot of people. Right. Because they've, I feel like everyone's experienced that at least once in their life kind of a thing. Right. No, that's true. I think they introduced this technology in the new, the new flash movie. It seems like there's, it's like time travel technology. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I, yeah, I don't, it just doesn't say anything of who's playing it and who's running the show or anything. So mm -hmm. anyway, it, it could be uh, a nice possibility too because they could reference future her heroes. Like he could just make oh, yeah. an offhand comment, and sure. people are like, "What the fuck is that?" And right. then years later, then it plays out kind right, of right. thing to where they can kind of, if they plan out what they're doing, I think they could make that show very interesting on rewatches to mm -hmm. where. Oh, they had this planned out right, from the right. beginning, kind of a thing. Make that, it fun. Throwing, yeah, throwing out Easter eggs or something like that that Marvel used to do back in the earlier movies. Oh, when back when they were good. Yeah. yeah, back when they were good. Yeah, I agree. All right, the next big movie, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, mm -hmm. taking cues from the recent Tom King written miniseries. There's a recent. Anyway, this movie promises a different take than what most think of when Superman's cousin comes to mind. Quote, we will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then come back to Earth. She's much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. End quote. Uh, I like it yeah. simply because it means Superman will be a hopeful story. The right. movie. Okay. So if they're purposely, because her being more jaded, that feels like a Henry Cavill characteristic Superman. Mm -hmm. To where if they're, because Henry Cavill's Superman wasn't written as a hopeful thing. So that, that makes me excited for Superman Legacy more to maybe like, yes, this is going to be hopeful. This is where she'll be jaded kind of a thing. And that's where we'll explore it. We won't, we're not going to explore that with Superman. We're going to explore it with her. Um, and it makes sense for her character, and I I like it for that, just for the simple fact that it means Superman will... I'm taking that Superman will be hopeful from that statement. Yeah, I think this movie would be ele will be elevated if they cast the right person. If there's, like, someone who's just awesome. Like, mm -hmm. kind of like a Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. Yeah. Something like... Not that, not that Supergirl's going to be quirky or something, just mm -hmm. someone that has range and they can act. Yeah, because I imagine they'll probably want someone in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. In case they need multiple sequels or whatever, so and I don't even know who they would go. I don't Maybe, know. Maybe uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, uh, eyeballs. Eyeballs. Stays so far apart from <laughs> Salamander McGee. Uh, Twelve. Uh, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Her eyes are twelve inches away from each Chameleon. other. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds interesting. I yeah. mean, yeah, we'll see. All right, last but not least, Swamp Thing, a horror film that. Promises to close out the first part of the first chapter. All right. Not much there. Uh, sup superhero horror film. Okay. I can't. I, I'm i aware of Swamp Thing. I think there was something on USA. There was. Okay. The Is, CW or something. Where they, something. They made a series of it. Yeah. And this was like back in the 90s. No, no. I'm thinking of like recently. Oh, I'm thinking of something that. They made something 
I don't know if it was CW. The thing or it was Swamp Thing. It was a horror uh, miniseries or maybe a show, and they canceled it right yeah, away. Yeah. So yeah, they did something that was like 2019 or yes. something like that. Um, but there was one I want to say, and I don't know. There was a Swamp Thing movie directed by Wes Craven. I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay, so there was a 1982 film. Uh-huh. Um, DC plot. And I think there was a spinoff of... I, I want to say there was a TV. And there was a sequel. Okay, yeah. In July 1990, USA Network premiered Swamp Thing television series. Yep. yep. That's what I remember, because I remember the voice... Um, being memorable but <laughs> <laughs> it just had like this gurgled oh like, gotcha the trailer or, or something but yeah so i've seen that was the only time i've yeah. seen swamp thing was the the usa show um so eh, it's fine uh, yeah, sure but i watched Don't it, like i saw it uh, oh there's a guy made it out of swamp yeah and he's talking to somebody and then he goes back in the swamp at the end of the episode i'm like all right i i don't know anything about him yep. i me either so i mean I'll be excited for it if everything uh, preceding it is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like anything that comes after, like Superman Legacy and The Brave and the Bold and Supergirl. If all those are good, then I'll be I'll be looking forward. I don't care yeah. if it services the story, then I'll go see it. Yeah, this will be something that I will let air first. Yeah, okay. And then if someone's was, oh, you got to see Swamp, th- then yeah, I'll probably check. Sure, that. But, sure. Uh, but it's not going to be something I. Oh, it now if tonight. if Swamp Thing is written and directed by Sam Raimi, I'm I'm there. In spades. That'd be pretty good. That would be awesome, for sure. But I doubt it. Yeah. Anyway. But that's the slate. Yep. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, I mean, so far, it's it seems interesting. Uh, they're gonna. It seems like they're uh, separating themselves out, trying to fit in that wedge that mm-hmm. uh, le- that Marvel has left so far because, I mean, post-Endgame, it's been pretty abysmal. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. So, yeah, cool. Uh, join us next time as we start to prepare... Actually, we will be preparing yes, for the next be. episode. But for John Wick Chapter 4. Oh, yes. So that means we're going to start off. We're going to go through each movie. Yep. Leading up to John Wick Chapter 4, oh, we're yeah. going to start with John Wick. Yes. Do not kill puppies. Don't do it. Nope. Just don't do it. They're, they're, they're so cute. So that'll be next time. Uh, again, as always, uh, what's your favorite properties coming out for from James Gunn? Uh, do you have preference? Do you think we sounded like an idiot talking about one particular property? Let us know. Yes. But until next time, Matt. Until next time, Jay. Yeah.